<laughs> Excuse me. This should be a fun one, though. We went on location this episode. We did. Crazy. We done did it. They were there for a whole day and then a bit of a night, too. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Nuts. What location was it? Lois and Clark is our jam. We're talking about Terry G and Superface. We'll cover it all, at least we'll do what we can. And now it's time for the show. What a show. The pier. The fair, yeah, the pier, whatever. What pier was that? I don't know. I was trying to figure out. Like, was that was Santa it Monica? The ass end of Venice, maybe? Could be. Yeah, because that was not Santa Monica. No. Quality, quality no. Attractions. That was a traveling carnival that they set up yeah, on yeah. some pier somewhere. You know, Definitely. Like, really Definitely. cheaply. I initially was like, at the fair, and then I was like, oh, this is a pier. Uh-huh. Okay. I thought it was a fair, too. Yeah. Because there was something in the background for like... We'll get into the, I mean, it doesn't even matter. I felt like there was a thing in the background, like Daily Planet fundraiser, or like oh sure family thing, which is why that girl was there being like, my mom's way sicker than oh, you. Oh, that makes sense. That was funny. But uh, <laughs> anyway, welcome back to Lois and Clark, the new podcast of Superman. I'm Matt Truex. I'm Ryan Albertson. And it's been a whole week since we've done this. One week ago was another episode yes. that you listened to. We didn't just record one, watch this episode, and then do this. We didn't do that. Absolutely not. But if we had, I'd probably say this episode is called The Source. The Source. And it's written by Tony Blake and Paul Jackson and directed by John T. Kretschner, who I... Kretschmer, excuse me. Kretschmer. Who I got to interview one time. Oh, really? And then I never released the episode. Nice. For, um, Did he do Birds of Prey? For the Birds of Prey. Oh, cool. Podcast. He was a very nice guy, but the audio was bad, and oh, I, I felt like I was shit on the internet view, and yeah, I just didn't yeah. release it. But he was really cool guy. Um, is so prolific, it's insane. Did a bunch of um, Veronica Mars episodes. Does oh, wow. iZombie now. Oh. Um, did the pilot and then a fuck ton of Charmed episodes. Good for him. Like, I love Yeah, that's Charmed. a pretty good career. Um, I think he was the AD or second AD or something on Jurassic Park. Like, oh, this guy's oh. this guy's the shit, you know? This ain't no journeyman. He's the... He knows what's going on. Yeah, yeah. That's um, cool. And this episode aired October 2nd, 1994. Ooh. So... 94 was a good year. I was in kindergarten. Well, yeah, I guess I was too then. I was four. You weren't in kindergarten, yeah. I wasn't in kindergarten. When does kindergarten start? Five or five. Or I was six. in preschool. Yeah. Okay. God, uh, get it right, Matthew. Yeah, well, sorry. Um, so, <laughs> so, do you want to run us through the plot? Here? Yeah, so this episode basically revolves around a plot involving these electronic controllers. Mm-hmm. And these controllers are used to do things like. Uh, control the speed of a Ferris wheel, per se. Sure. Or um, other mechanical vehicle-type things. Same controllers that, dis- that control a Ferris wheel can control a subway car, yeah, too. Yeah, everybody know. knows that. They're all interchangeable. Yeah, so basically there's this company, Viologic, mm-hmm. who has made these controllers, and the head of this company, whose name I forget, but it's uh, written in my notes somewhere. Uh, hold on. Eric Thorpe? Eric Thorpe um, has basically knows that his controllers are faulty because his, uh, we'll call him quality control manager because I don't think we ever find out what he actually is. Fair enough. Stuart uh, basically has sent this guy a report saying that there's something wrong with these controllers, but they still all went out. Mm -hmm. And um, Stuart basically goes and tells this to Lois, and Lois finds out that there's some sort of conspiracy and basically gets ousted and Stuart backtracks and all this stuff and and she gets kicked out of the planet for the episode for a little bit. Um, Basically, yeah. It felt very much like in a cop show where it's like, I'm going to need your badge and your weapon. Yeah, yeah. So she turns that stuff in and then goes to set out to prove that, like, her story was right. And it turns out that, you know, Thorpe's plan was to sabotage these things and kill the current uh, mayor... No, frontrunner congressman, oh, I think. Governor, governor. Governor, that was it. Yeah, basically. We just watched this. Yeah. There are, there's a governor race going on, and a governor race where they, it's a marathon. Yep. Um, All of them get together. 
Yeah. Just race together. It's fun. But uh, basically, he's supporting one candidate, and the plan is to, like, use him to benefit politically and maybe make him president eventually. And get him, and that governor is going to give them all the defense contracts. Yeah, exactly. Yes. So they're going to make a bunch of money off of right. it. Um, and so his ultimate plot is to basically kill the other uh, candidate in this subway. Um, towards the end of the episode, this happens. <laughs> and, you know, because of these faulty controllers. Uh, but luckily, Superman comes in and, and, and saves the day. And, and, you know, his parents happen to be on the, the subway at the time, etc. Yeah, cetera. Kent's in town this week. Yeah. And, and that's the gist of the episode. We figured we'd try and be a little lighter on the description of the episode this time. Because you don't need all that. No, And now don't. we're going to talk about it. And though I love Little Bear here... Kitty cat on the table, him up against the microphone there, probably a bad move. Yeah. Huh? Does he talk? Little bear, say a meows. No. Meow, meows. Only when he thinks you're leaving or he's hungry. Meow, meows, I go. Meow. He just fed him. Anyway, yeah, that's the plot of the episode. I, I, now last week was a filler episode that I didn't care for. Mm-hmm. I like this filler episode. Um, I liked the other one more. <laughs> really? See, I, yeah. I rather like... I guess I I rather them either try to be somewhat serious and down to earth, yeah. which in the realm of this show, I think that's what this was. You Much know? more than the other one. Or go balls to the wall, clones and time travel and... Crazy, insane. Other or worlds. Like yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, feel, I feel you there. So I like, like, I like this the same way I liked Witness from season one. Witness like, was this fun. This is kind of... A little serious. A little serious. Somewhat realistic. Like, it's nice to see Lois deal with an actual journalist thing. Yeah, yeah. I will, I will admit that was cool. I think the plot is good. This, this episode was very plot-heavy, I felt. There was. was a lot of twists and turns, which was interesting. Kind of hard to track them in, in, at certain points when you're writing things down and watching. Um, but there was a, there was a lot of moments in this episode when I, when I, that just made me think like oh fuck off come yeah. on well we gotta get to yeah. there's like these sitcommy bits that they go to you know yeah. in an otherwise yeah. pretty straight episode um, I feel like one indication that a Lois and Clark episode is gonna be heavy on plot is if there's a bunch of guys in suits talking about business oh yeah which happens a lot as which we hap- know yeah in in like witness that happened a lot you know and in this it happened a lot and like yeah. There's some nice moments in there where, like, the guy, um, throws the a CEO, Eric Thorpe, yeah, pl- throws a baseball just, and blows up a computer. Can we just talk about how obsessed these biologic, like, uh, Thorpe and his goons are with balls? Yeah, yeah. Like, he has this one goon. What's his name? His uh, hold name? up, hold up. Yeah, blah, 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 blah. Clunk? Wick. 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 Wick always has these, like, two soccer-looking balls in his hand that they're he's like, twiddling around. They're like fucking Benoit balls or Yeah, some that's shit. what it is. They're like, is that what it is? Like, the meditation balls? They're meditation balls. Yeah, or they're, they're golf balls or something. But they're, they're painted like soccer balls. Yeah, they're they're called Benoit balls. Uh, ask your mom about them, Matt. Um, <laughs> okay. It's a sex toy. Oh, Benoit yeah. balls. Um, anyway, but then the CEO, like, has this baseball he's playing with later and... It's two instances of this That's ball right. obsession, so it's crazy. I feel like this actor that played Eric Thorpe, the, the CEO, really wanted a lot of business. Yeah. He's got the baseball thing in the one scene, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then he's got the guitar in the other scene. He does, yeah, mm-hmm. he does get a lot of business. He's and the guitar made fella. no sense to me. <laughs> like, where did that fucking that, come that from? That he was just, yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know, I think it's just that, that idea of, like, rich people not really doing anything in their office, so he's yeah. just sitting back and fucking around with his guitar. That's what I do. I make money. Whatever. What's a Benoit ball? I just want to know now. I don't know entirely. It's <gasps> like a pair of balls that go in the vagina and do oh, stuff. Oh, really? I think oh, they're okay. magnetic and, like, move around. I think you're supposed to put them in there and leave them in there, maybe. Um, it's, while, I'm pretty sure it's in... things are happening? Or? I think both. I oh. think, like, throughout the day. and But I'm probably wrong because I'm not a woman and I've never put Benoit balls in my vagina. Hmm. Listeners, um, call in. Call in, let us know. Yeah. We'll Google it after this. Yeah, it's um, fine. <laughs> um, maybe we can finally get that Adam and Eve sponsorship that we've been that after. We've been seeking. We talk about Ben Wobbles <laughs> and that. Um, but yeah, I, I like this episode. I like it for A, like, I feel like Lois is a good character here. You know, mm-hmm. like, she's still mm-hmm. crazy and jealous and all that, but she's also realistically so. Anyway, I like Lois here. This is like the Lois Lane I like, where she's go get him. She's got her, her convictions and whatnot, and she's a little wacky. She's a little fun, you know. Like, but she's not a jerk just yeah. to be a jerk. She yeah. does do the classic 
trying to cut Clark out of a story here thing. Yeah, but yeah. But she also had an excuse, as yeah. you said. So, like, uh, in the beginning of the episode, when a Ferris wheel goes out of control, like mm-hmm. we were talking about, and Superman has to rush in and, and stop it, mm-hmm. Clark, she does. She goes to the Kents and like, where'd Clark go? And Martha, trying to cover for her son, just says, like, ah, oh, he went to phone in the story. And Lois is like, oh, I'm stealing my story. What is he doing? You know? Yeah, yeah. So that at least gives her a little bit of... Motivation. Yeah. To, yeah. And, and justification later mm-hmm, on, mm-hmm. too. You know? So, like, I'm fine with her acting like that if it's... And it's not super strong, either. No. It's, you know, she doesn't keep him off of the thing. Yeah. Eventually, you know? And, I mean, she does get fired. She does get a little pissed that, like, Perry yeah. put... Or, like, sent him along in her... Yeah, dude. Copy repair. <laughs> How is Perry in this episode, though? I think he had one of the best... He definitely had the best scene of the episode. Yeah, this was the the, the scene where he, he fires her, right? Or he suspends her. Yeah, so after Lois's article comes out basically implicating uh, biologic, biologic. In, in this uh, bunk controller conspiracy... Um, they get smacked with a $20 million lawsuit, libel lawsuit, basically mm-hmm. claiming that she's making it up because Stuart, the, her source, has, which the titular source will say, <laughs> um, has backed out of what he said to her because Thorpe has basically, quote-unquote, convinced him right. that it's all good and that it, he's just misinterpreting what's happening, which is not true. And also he's being strong-armed into you know? 100%, like, yeah. Um, I just, this cat is so cute, I just have to pet it. Um, anyway, so when they get hit with that suit, Perry goes to the lawyers and tries to figure things out, and unfortunately his only option is to suspend her, and so he has this kind of heartfelt scene when he's suspending her. He really doesn't want to do it, but, uh, uh, Lane... Lane Smith. Crushes it. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. Just, like, just heartbroken, you know? Mm -hmm. Like... So sad. Yeah. He, he was really excellent in the scene. And she's she's good, too. You know, like, mm-hmm. still mm-hmm. a little, like, wacky and doing, like, that high lowest voice of, like, well, I could do the other thing, you know? Yeah, yeah. Couldn't I just go to a different bureau? And she's just like, like, I already not, tried everything I could. Not yeah. happening today, yeah. Lois, you know? Yeah. But, yeah, I agree. Like, MVP of this episode. Yeah. Lane and Smith, 100%. Line at, what is his line at the end of the scene? It's oh. like, sometimes I hate this job. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he had a weird line later on, too. What was it? Um, oh, so, like, every, everybody's back, and Lois <laughs> comes back, and, like, the whole newsroom, of course, stops whenever Lois and Clark do anything. Yeah. And everyone's watching them, and he's like, all right, get back to work. There's nothing you can sell here for a quarter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what is that phrase? I'm sure it's a phrase that exists. If you guys can tell us what it means, please do. It feels like, like, just stop, like, there's nothing to say, you know? Like, yeah, yeah. Just, like, such a him way to say that. <laughs> Uh, that was a weird line. I have a favorite out of context line for this episode. Oh, what is it? Which is my old, a favorite thing to pick up on on any TV show because any TV show has some ridiculous fucking like you could only say that here. Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> but this was if that were true, why did he try to vacuum pack you into a metal drum? <laughs> It's just like, wow. That was pretty funny. A certain set of things has to happen in order yes. to make one say this, you know? Like, yeah, so there's this scene after Stuart basically backtracks with Thorpe where Thorpe has sent some thugs to basically just off him to, right. to prevent any other problems. He so. set up a, a like clandestine meeting with Lois, yeah. but he was followed, Exactly, yeah. and so they, the thugs put him and Lois in these uh, metal uh, barrels, essentially, and yeah. pushed them into the ocean. I gotta say, yes. <laughs> those barrels were very light. <laughs> They're, like, clearly not filled with people no. when they kick them off. They and put I just, something in them. Yeah, but not enough. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, where, Terry Hatcher weighs, what, 70 pounds? That's, I mean, that's a good you know? point, yeah. Uh, that other guy seemed small, so... I, I, <laughs> I know what the term 70 pounds wet means, but, like, <laughs> I went to another place. You went to Ben Wobbles. Uh, yeah, I went to Ben Wobbles. Yeah, fair enough. Sex! 70 pounds soaking wet, I guess, would mm. be the, the phrase. That's, that's better. Uh-huh. Um, um, that looked so uncomfortable to film. What do you mean? The, there's, like, the... Um, so, obviously, they throw the cans in the water, or yeah. barrels, whatever the fuck... And you see them sinking in whatever tank they're shooting that in. But then they have a uh, shot from inside the tank 
of like the water filling up and oh, Lois like yeah. freaking out. Yeah. Just the idea of like she's in a business suit, uh-huh, like uh-huh. typical Lois wear. She's crammed into this little corner, so her knees are up to her face and yeah, all that, and then yeah. water starts coming in. Like it seems. Awful. Yeah, it's not. I doubt it's. I doubt it's pleasant. And I'm um, sure it's hot from the lights, so the water's not nice. Yeah, I wonder what the. Too. I wonder what the rig looked like that they did shot that in because it, it had to have been open on one side. It had to have been open, and I, I'm sure it was in whatever tank they actually shot the other stuff in. Yeah. So they they must just be slowly lowering something that yeah, like yeah. little two walled or that makes sense it's not even a wall because it's a barrel but like yeah. little tiny corner of a barrel thing into the water but it just looked like every once in a while like i'll watch a tv show and go like oh that looks awful dude water water stunts have to like just watching them is is intense for me i i'm not a big f- i i okay <laughs> ryan's therapy corner here we go what we got i have this irrational fear of like man-made bodies of water and particularly man-made objects in water. Um, it's, it's like boats? Boats, but not like a boat, but like the bottom of the boat underneath the water. Okay. Like that ooh, freaks Just the thought of the hole Dude, going along. The worst thing, though, is uh, the rivers of America in Disneyland the jungle cruise in Disneyland. There's really? something about knowing that there's like tracks and mechanical objects and like animatronics right. in the water. Like make gives me the heebie jeebies in a way that I've never really understood. Now is it, just guessing is it because, like, if you fell into the water, then it's suddenly very dangerous? It's got to be that. It's okay. like my foot can get caught on sure. a thing or, like, I don't, it's, it, but it's like this. Or, like, there's a spike down there that you don't know about. Yeah, and yeah, and it just it freaks me out so much. So, like, the thought of filming something yeah. with moving rigs and, and m- uh, mechanical structures and, oh, man, <laughs> it fucks me up. It's so it's so weird. So if I ever direct something, it will not have water stunts. Yeah, well, good to know. So I guess you're out for twenty thousand leagues under the not sea. Not doing it. Reboot. Not doing it. Well, that's a shame. Then what, what freaks me? See, like I, I don't know if anything would freak me out filming it. It's just like the idea of doing it sounds so unappealing. Oh yeah. Like yeah. I I I am in a minority here. I understand, but mm-hmm. I didn't really enjoy Mad Max Fury Road. And part of it, because I'm looking at if it If only going, you guys could hear the face I'm making. I know, right I'm sorry. <laughs> Go on. Part of it, because I'm looking at it going, like, all of this looks terrible. Just, like, not, not visually, oh, but just, it. like, yeah. you're strapped, like, it's, you know it's in somewhere in Africa, and it's, like, mm-hmm. 120 degrees. Australia. I thought, no, that was in Africa. They, they shot in Africa? In Africa? I oh, I didn't so, know For that. the tax break. Oh, I see. I think. I thought the African tax break was about to start. Uh, anyway, anyway Wikipedia, I'm, can, I'm, can sure right. I'm sure you're right. I'm sure you're right. I never looked that up. Because I watched the special features because I'm like, all right, well, how much of this was real? And yeah, yeah. Like, all of it was real. And I went, oh, that looks terrible. Yeah. You know? Like, oh, I love it. I don't want to do it. Like, Dude, I had such a good conversation. Were you there for that? What? Uh, such an amazing conversation with Rick Baker about uh, Mad Max when it first came out. No. He came in to do an interview for his auction that we did. Uh-huh. And... That had just come out, and yeah, I and I brought it up, time. or he brought it up, and him and I just like ranted about how fucking garbage CG is, and how amazing that movie was, and how brave it is to like go full on uh, practical, practical effects. It's like that's gonna be that's like a pinnacle memory of mine. That's like cool. that's some that's a moment I will never forget from my life. That's it's cool. so sweet. Yeah, um, he's he's certainly got a dog in that race too. Oh for sure. <laughs> oh for sure. There's some bias there. <laughs> Rick Baker, cool guy. Anyway, I'm I'm all about tangents today. That's all right. And name dropping Rick Baker. Yeah, that was a purposeful name drop. I did it. I did it. I wanted to. It's all good. Good (laughs) name to drop. Um, Let's let's. So we've talked about this being a pretty straight episode. Yeah. The sitcommy bits in this. Yeah. Again, and I asked it last week, but I'll ask again. Like, who is this for? Is it for kids watching Superman? Yeah. Or that is it just weird direction, you know? Yeah. Like, you mentioned uh, when well, we... Well, writing, too. Like, that copy thing. The copy thing was weird. A lot, yeah. of ti- a lot of times, though, I think it's in how it's presented. Like, the actors and the, the director kind of feel like it's a little sitcom-y. You know what I mean? Because right. that, that copier scene could have been shot with, like, way more suspense. But it was do, played do as a bit. Yet at all? No, no. Okay, so so in their investigation, Lois 
goes into this Viacom place, and then Clark winds up following her. But she's dressed as a photocopy machine repair lady. And then they turn around the corner, and all of a sudden, there's a lady there like, oh, thank God, I just called you guys. This machine won't work. Yeah, and they're like, duh, okay, whoa, we'll, whoa, whoa, whoa. we'll do it tomorrow. We'll check the, the, the Thermba Goomba 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 Goomba. So while, while Lois is floundering, Clark looks in, like, X-ray or Enhance vision, which we'll get to, mm-hmm. and uh, um, sees that, like, one wire is disconnected or whatever yeah. he solders it together and it's done and yeah. he's like well maybe it just needs a good kick and yeah. she goes back and like timidly kicks it and it works and it's yeah. just like that type of almost vaudeville bit of the, you know yeah. like it's so yeah. strange how they just come in there out of nowhere <laughs> yeah yeah it is it is a little off and it, it feels like they're just filling time and space a little bit it does um, yeah then there's that and i gotta talk about that wire We'll do it after we're done talking about this. The copy machine war? Yeah. Okay. We'll, we'll get back there. Um, but then there's that other mo- moment when they go to Oliver's. Um, so Oliver's. A- after... after oh, Oliver, yeah. Okay. Set this up. Yeah. After Stuart uh, and Lois get saved by Superman from the barrels, uh, Stuart goes back to uh, the Kents for a little while to kind of hide out, but then he doesn't want to be there, so he basically comes up with this plan where his best friend comes out and they, like, drug the Kents and fake... And their takeout food or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And then they fake Stuart's death so Stuart can go hang out, hide out at his uh, best friend's house so no one fucks with him anymore because right. he's, like, tired of dealing with this. Um, so Lois and Clark eventually figure that out um, and they go to go talk to Stuart again and when they first get there, there's, like, another of these kind of sitcom bits with Oliver. Right. What, like, what is he, what is he talking, what is he saying in that the, the, So, um, he opens the door and they put, like, I guess a fake newspaper on the ground that says, like, Oliver, whatever, uh, indicated in the murder of this guy or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then Lois grabs his ear... And the guy starts doing like the ow, 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 you know, just yeah, like very, yeah. and like, and he's like, his owls and, and yips are like at a nine yeah, and, they need, a, and they need to be like a at three. At a sitcom level where yeah. it's just like, when you're given that as an actor, you can't really fault the actor, you know, no, like it's, yeah. it's definitely. Yeah. Someone was saying, give me writing. more or give me less. Yeah. So, you know, someone was directing him. So or at that's least what going, were, fine, move on. You know, yeah, like, yeah, that's what they were getting and that's what they accepted. Very and it just, strange. it's, it's hard. One, one issue with this show is the tone flip flops a lot and, mm-hmm. and moves around. So uh, maybe it's just cause they don't know what it's supposed to be yet still. You know, it's, know. it's still early on with these new producers and shit. Still early on, but I also feel like they went in knowing what they wanted to do. Because it, sure. it's, it's been pretty consistent, these three episodes. Yeah, yeah. Where it's a, a plot where we're going to take as much time as we'd like to do bullshit stuff on the street with Lois and Clark. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, that's true. Um, what happened in the last episode that was sitcom-y? I mean, all the, the lady guards and stuff. It didn't feel sitcom-y. Oh, that felt, the, her eating the cigar just threw me. Oh, and the the last episode with the bums that hear Superman break the wall of sound. Oh, that didn't feel sitcom to me. That felt like shitty exposition. (laughs) (laughs) But that's just me. But Um, like those bums are sitting there and he goes through the whole scientific thing and then the other one's like, wow, it's a shame they fired you from MIT. They're playing these things as bits more than anything. Yeah. Yeah, Which, yeah, I I, I see that. Vignettes, really. Um, yeah, so that's weird. Any, anyway. Anyway. Um, so those wires in that copy machine. Okay. <laughs> so this copy machine, like, just broke, according to this uh, day player that mm-hmm. uh, is saying, like, my boss, my boss needs, these, needs these copies. It's the most important thing. Yep. Um, and the way this copy machine apparently broke is uh, a wire, a copper wire, lined with red um, vinyl, I think is what they use, or urethane. Okay. Um, has Split a little bit. It's not even fully split. It's still kind of connected a little bit. Okay. So you one, paid attention to this yeah, wire. So one thing, like, it looks like the wire is fine and should still be working. One. <laughs> Two. How, how does an internal wire for a copy machine just split and break? Like, how does that happen? Ryan, you're so ignorant. The things you don't know about copy uh, machines could fill... A fucking book about copy machines. 
Uh, you're so ignorant, I'm not even going to take the time to explain this. You know what? I you deserve just, that. I'm being, just a real, gotta, I'm being a real dick right now. You just really got to brush up on your copy machines, man. Yeah. God. You're right. You're right. Anyway, that was... <laughs> I, had some, I had some issues with listeners, that. Listeners, I'm sorry for that, but moving on, man. God. So sorry. Wires can just spontaneously break out of nowhere. Oh, I didn't realize. <laughs> See, now I'm worried that you're taking it too seriously. I'm not. I'm okay, not, that's not good. At all, not that's at all. good. <laughs> Let's talk about our guest star this episode. Who, oh, yeah. Uh, Stuart Hoffman, our, the titular source, yeah. as you said. Highly recognizable. You asked me if I recognized him while we were watching, and I did. I, I, he's that familiar face, but I have no idea what he's it, in or a, from. Actor is uh, Peter Scolari. Um, I, as a child, might shock you to think about this, was obsessed with the Honey, I Shrunk the Kids franchise. Oh, excellent. Including the direct-to-DVD movies, or direct-to-VHS, whatever it was at the time, and the television series. There was a television series? On the Disney what? Channel. Where, guess was it what? live action? Uh-huh. Fuck. But Rick Moranis did not play Wayne Zielinski. Of course not. Peter Scolari did. Oh. For many seasons. Oh, wow. He was TV's Wayne Zielinski. Wow. And I fucking loved that show. I bet it was good. So much. Disney had some cool shows in that era. Another, yeah. honestly, like, could be a sister show to this. Where, like, sometimes we take things pretty seriously-ish. Mm-hmm. And other episodes, like, Wayne Zielinski becomes, like, James Bond. You know? Uh, <laughs> yeah. They yeah. battle a ghost that's... It's in the trick ray. You know, like, it's... That's insane. It's a mess. As a kid, I loved that show. I'm a big fan of that franchise as well. Mm -hmm. Um, Uh, But yeah, this guy is... And I saw him on Broadway when I was a kid. He was in Hairspray. That was awesome. Oh, hell yeah. What's your favorite Honey, I Shrunk the... Honey... What's your favorite Honey, I movie? Honey, I movie? Um, I watched the third one the most because we had it... Which one is the third one? Honey, We Shrunk Ourselves. Yes, fuck yes, me too. I loved that one. Starring a very young Allison Mack, who was Chloe in Smallville. So oh, there's shit. your Superman connection. Well, I gotta watch that again, because I love Allison Mack. Yeah, yeah. She, well, she's like 10 in this, but... Oh, well. <laughs> that movie taught me that bananas have potassium. Me too! <laughs> yeah! <laughs> 100%. Do you remember the big tiki guy thing? Uh, statue yeah. that they yeah. had too? Yeah. I the loved the uh, the Hot Wheels track bit and the bubble bit. Oh my god, I forgot about all of that. I just, I loved the Hot Wheels thing because I loved, loved roller coasters yep. at that age and like I loved doing Hot Wheels tracks. And Why shit did like they that. have to ride a Hot Wheels? Because they were like high up and they needed to get down and okay. it was like the fastest way or and some, the kid some had shit. Whatever around. I yeah, guess. yeah. The bubble thing, I remember the bubble popping, I forget if it, because like the moms were in a bubble and the dads were in a bubble. Yeah. And one of them pops and they wind up in like, what was it, like ranch dip for the chips, I think. think. And they're avoiding the chips from that the kids are trying to eat. Dude, that movie must have been so fun to shoot. I can't, like, (laughs) getting to just like hang out in a pool of like fake ranch dressing (laughs) and shit. I would have loved it. See, well, that's another one where I'm like, ugh. That looks gross. Yeah. I'm sure it was gross, but like, I would have had a blast because I'm a weirdo. Anyway, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids TV series. This is Wayne Zielinski right here. I'm going to have to check that out. Oh, do you watch Girls? Uh, I have. I'm not a big fan. He was in, I only saw the first season. He was um, Lena Dunham's dad. Oh, wow. In that show. I don't re- I Which saw that episode, but I don't remember because it. Because he, he's naked and he slips in the shower, and it's just like, oh, that's right. Stuff you don't need to see yeah. older actors do. Yeah. But, anyway. but good for him. Yeah. Fearless. Yeah, good. Good work. Uh, anyway, I really like this actor, and I thought he was I thought he was good in this episode. He was good. Too. He was he was definitely acting. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of business, a lot of weird business in this episode. He had the the cleaning the glasses business all the yes, time. Yes. Always with the because well, yeah. they made a big deal about him when he first meets Lois at the planet and like sits for an interview. He takes a tissue from her desk and wipes his glasses and puts it away. He's yeah. like, I only throw them out when it's yeah. when they're used up or whatever. Which I mean ultimately is completely inconsequential. Except that he made a big deal about throwing one out at the press conference. That's right. Which is how That's Lois found right. it in the trash and it had a note like Dad, yeah. Meet me at the pier or whatever it yeah. was. That okay. So, I, that that's a good setup. That makes so there, sense. But I then remember. he also had like when they, when he was hiding out at Clark's uh, with the Kents and all that, mm. like, he was very specific about what he needed, you know? Like, yeah, very neurotic. Yeah, they had food out already, but he's like, 
like, can we get you anything? Yeah, I'll take a cheese omelet, please, with Gouda, if you yeah. if you have it. You know, and like, like what? <laughs> he needs a very specific razor and a very yeah. specific toothbrush. It's a strange bit. Like, he's a very particular yeah. character, yeah. you know? Um, yeah, but he did good. I liked him. Uh, I was worried for, for Jonathan Kent in this episode, though. Yeah, that that was totally dropped. So in the beginning uh, scenes at the pier and the Ferris wheel section, um, Jonathan Kent is just very dismissive of Martha. And then uh, in a later scene, we see the same thing. And Lois asks about it. And Clark explains that a friend of his just died of a heart attack. Right. And that's why they're in Metropolis to try to distract him. And then it's never brought up again. Except for the fact he made friends with the guy that fainted on the subway car. And now they have so much in common and they're going to hang out like every day. But what is, what is the connection? Like, I get that that's a grasp at a connection, but what's the... I don't understand I don't know it. that he came to Metropolis and decided, oh, it's okay that my friend did because I, I saved I saved another guy yeah. who might die because he faints when he moves fast. Very easily. Very. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe Jonathan Kent needs to, like... Uh, befriend healthier people maybe <laughs> who aren't gonna faint when a train's going too fast oh poor Jonathan well <laughs> good luck to him yeah uh, a very me thing to write down uh, at one point the the guy who's running to be the governor uh-huh. is talking to the Kents and they're just and he's just like where are you from oh Smallville and he's like oh great well when when I'm elected I'm gonna make sure you town has the funding you need for all this whatever the stuff uh-huh. and Martha's like Ugh, Maybe you should get a geography lesson. <laughs> Smallville's in another state. Yeah. Which I think is the first time we've acknowledged that yeah. Metropolis is in Kansas. Haven't we seen, like, maps where the two are very close? Yes. <laughs> and we've seen them where they're very far apart. And we see, you know, like, it's just stuff that I, as a, as a geek of things... Notice. ...need to track. It's, you know? it's <laughs> like, important. Yes. Yeah. It's like, who's the mayor of Metropolis right now? I need to understand it. <laughs> I need to know, did the other mayor die and the deputy mayor came up? Was there a special election? What happened? Right. These are the things I care about. <laughs> Does Lois have the Jeep yet? Is she going to drive it at any time? <laughs> it's a thing. Who knows? Who knows? Um, something, uh, something I noticed uh, in this episode, and and I noticed in the last episode too. I just didn't bring it up. Uh, they're spending. I feel like they're spending a lot more time in the Daily Planet than they have in the past, as if they're like huh. trying to get their money's worth of this, this new, set. new set. Maybe I don't know if I'm just making that up or not, though. But it seems like it seems like the sequences are now much longer than they were in the previous episodes, and I guess okay. it's not just Planet. Scenes, it's like everything. It seems like there's more time to do everything. I feel like the older... Less plot. Yeah, the older episodes were a lot more plot-driven and faster. Okay. Um, but I don't know if I'm just making that up or not. Which maybe I, that's why we're noticing how the tone changes here. Because yeah. like we'll go from like a serious long scene to... Like a weird... Wacky copier fixing. Yeah, or you know? yeah. <laughs> um, um, but I, I don't know why they do that. You know, I'm trying to think. I feel like... Every other note I had, like, when I would write down plot stuff for mm-hmm. the first season was, like, yeah. back at the Daily Planet, you know, like, yeah. well, meanwhile at the DP. They definitely spend a lot of time there. I guess what I'm saying is when they're there, it feels like they're there for much longer. They're there for a time. So they hang out in this room, and then they split off, and then we see Lois and Perry in this room, and then Clark and uh, Jimmy over Jimmy here. Over here yeah. and, um, I feel like there's more of that, but it's it's ultimately inconsequential. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I have another inconsequential note, but it's something like, as a kid even, I remember noticing this. Perry White gives out time off like it's fucking nothing. Yeah. Like it's a As mint. any good boss should. Well, know. should, yeah. But like, <laughs> I swear to God, almost every episode, he's like, now, do you guys need a little time? And they're like, now, Perry, we're back. And he's like, oh, all right, then. Whatever you say. Must but be nice. like, it started the episode. He's like, Clark, take the day off. Go show your parents stuff. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Just a thing to, I think, to notice as we go forward. Because anytime. Every episode, something traumatic happens to the two of them. Yeah. And almost every time, he's like, oh, take, you take, take a day. day. Take yeah. a day. Exactly. Yeah. 
Um, I noticed something that kind of dated the episode. Oh. Uh, when we go into Viologic towards the end, after they've gotten Stuart back, he uh-huh. like has to go through these security checks, and one of them yes. is uh, he has to get a retina scan. And uh-huh. uh, I thought it was funny because he ha- he like explains it kind of thoroughly, like, oh, this is a eye scanner. It like scans <laughs> my eye to, and it's like a fingerprint. And I was like, oh, it's like so early, right? It's so old that like it had to be explained because you can't just do a retina scan and people won't just get it. They'll be like, what is he doing? Right? Because nowadays um, you wouldn't have you'd go up to the thing and do the eye and totally. the laser come out and you'd be done. And you'd be like, oh yeah, retina scan. Got it. But back then it must have been a newer concept, so that was kind of funny. Is it even real technology? Like, do people it's, practically use it? Maybe. I uh, I understand that you can scan a retina and like yeah. get a print of it, but like. Yeah. I don't know. I don't feel like it's something that I feel like it's got to be kind of invasive and bad for your eye cuz like you're not supposed you're not supposed to shine lasers into your eye generally. Um so I don't know. I don't know if they're practically used. We should try and buy one right now. We should we should <laughs> look it up. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure we have the funds for a retina scanner okay. right Definitely. now. Definitely. Not a problem at all. Um Another thing with, like, eyes, while we're talking about it, we get some telescopic vision in this episode. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. When Clark has gone home to hang out with his parents at the beginning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This and is when Lois has kind of stolen this article, right? Yes, and he finds out because he looks outside the window, and the newsboy or whatever has just delivered a fresh batch of the day's Daily Planets <laughs> on the street corner, and he... he Keeps zooming in to like very specific parts yeah, of the image. It's, it's like when you're funny. watching CSI and they like can enhance any any image exactly. into smaller and smaller, more specific things. Before CSI people started making like fun of that. NTSF, SF, yeah. SUV, NCIS. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was funny though. Um, but yeah, it's just like, it, I guess it's a symptom of like how else are you gonna really show that he's doing this without a very complicated or expensive right. shot. Instead, we can just shoot some actual still photos and yeah. enhance those, or like, you know, zoom into right. those. Is this, too, the first time he uses X-ray vision in this episode, mm-hmm. but it's got the kind of, like, blue lights that I come think from that's his newer. Eye. I think it's... I don't know if he did... I think he used it in the last episode, too. Oh, did he? Okay. Um, maybe I missed it. Maybe. But, like, this but is a yeah. season two... Yeah. It's cool. The, his his power effects are much better, and they're just higher quality. I think they have a better VFX budget, yeah. or they understand how to do it easier or maybe and better even or something. Like, it just got a little cheaper, you know? Like yeah. yeah, the technology evolved a bit. Um, um, it's it's that's totally. I think we've talked about this in the past. Um, that's totally a thing just for the audience. Like nobody can see those lasers, right, those right. lights coming from his eye. Yeah. But I think it's really effect. Like I, I think yeah, because cool. you get the type of thing that he's doing immediately. Yeah, instead of him just like looking, especially if it, if it wasn't like a close up shot. If it's like him and Lois walking around and he's looking down and yeah, you yeah. just hear the noise. It's not as cool as seeing yeah. like the. It was kind of cool to see her interact with it for the first time. Like when she waves her hand in front of him. Oh, that's right. And you yeah. see her, her the skeleton of her hand, the bones of her hand. Um, it's nice. Yeah, that was kind of interesting. Um, you know, I have a, I have a question. Okay. Um, after Lois gets suspended, uh, some blonde lady is randomly assigned to Clark, <laughs> which we only know because we see her run up to him at one point and like, Taxi, hey, quick, come on, Clark, we gotta go check this thing out. Chief wants us to watch the this. Never comes back. We nope. never see them go anywhere. We don't know what happens with that. So what happened to the blonde lady? Also, Perry, if you're gonna give Clark a new... You know, partner, why don't you talk to him about it first? Yeah. Just real quick. Yeah. Just a heads up. Let's hear about it. You know? Because <laughs> I'm sure, you know, he doesn't want Lois around for when that happens. Right. So just... He can plan this out a bit. you seem overly concerned about both of them, so just... Dropping the ball, Mr. Yeah. White. Yeah. Just dropping the ball just a little bit. Uh, um, this episode introduces a character called Sheldon Bender. Sheldon was, Bender. Who is the... Um, the attorney. The attorney yeah. for uh, Violot... What was it? Viologics. Yeah. He'll be back. Okay. He's... he's Is he um, basically a criminal defense lawyer? Pretty much. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's he's in with some unsavory folk later okay. on. So. Okay. But it was just like, oh, well, I guess... And then I started going in my head. I'm like, oh, yeah, okay, he is a recurring character. I yeah. just, like, remembered him from one specific sure. episode that I've... It's one of those that, like, I rewatch a lot. Yeah. One of the favorites, yeah. you know? Okay. 
And when he showed up here, I was just like, oh, shit. Like, maybe they had a plan, you know? Yeah, they're thinking about this. Um, but yeah, I liked that. It, it, in that scene, too, that's the... We meet him at the press conference where mm-hmm. uh, the source, you know, um, Stuart Hoffman kind of goes back on Lois and whatnot. Right. She seems so put off by that, but, like, doesn't she understand he's just kind of defending himself here, you know? I think she does, but I think he so specifically went back on exactly what he told her that she was like, what the fuck? A little fucked off, but... Yeah, because he basically says in the press conference, um, the paperwork that says that this complaint, this issue was filed, does not exist. Right. So the the... Like, the basis of her article is completely pulled out from under it, which okay. ruins it completely. That's a good point. So, I mean, it's more like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, I get that, you know, he's protecting himself, but uh, to a certain extent, now he's completely fucking her and the planet over with no disregard, which, like, I'd react strongly to. Yeah, okay, um, fair enough. Which, by the way, why doesn't Lois ever, like, go up to him and be like, hey, like... <laughs> I'm losing my job because of you. <laughs> like, do something, motherfucker, this, you know? This newspaper is going to go under from yeah. this fucking lawsuit. Yeah, like, you're, your life is one thing, but you're fucking all of our lives up, bro. Right. Like, what? what's the deal here? Fair point. Which was never discussed. Okay, um, so I mean, Lois, Lois has a, a a legitimate grudge here. Yeah, okay. yeah, I, I think so. I'll go with that. I like that. Um, I think that's fine. Um... Did you think of uh, your filler episode? Did I think of my filler episode? No, because we've just been watching this goddamn show. Um, no, I haven't. Well, let me think like what I want to see. I want it to be crazy. See, I would want to bring in a comic character, like an actual comic villain that they didn't get to, you okay, know? Okay, okay. Um, can I do that? Is that is that yeah. too much of a cop no, out? No, that's fine. Okay. Um, I want. Who do I want to bring in? Who do I want to bring in? Uh, it can't be like two. It can't be like Doomsday or, or no, probably Dark not. Side or anything like that because that's just a little too. I mean, it could be though. It's a little too much it, to handle. I feel. like. I don't think it fits in the world that they have. It could be built up to, right? But. Uh, Parasite. Parasite is an awesome villain who is... He literally sucks the energy out of everything. Cool. It's like, that's how he kills people. And then he becomes obsessed with Superman because he's just like, this is an un- basically unlimited power source. Yeah. And Superman is susceptible to it because he's literally like draining all the energy out of his cells. That's oh, what wow. this guy does. You know? Nice. And makes him super strong. So then you've got that's a weakened cool. Superman... And a strong And a strong villain. Parasite. That's cool. But, like, what's the Lois and Clark spin on it? Um, That's the real question. Uh, I don't know. See, it's such a cop-out, because I just stole. They think there's an encephalitis breakout because everyone's showing <laughs> uh, signs of weakness. Okay. And then they start investigating that, and then stuff happens. <laughs> <laughs> or, oh, or, um... What about what about a demon? What if they? I don't think they ever fight a demon. No. There's a ghost. There's some magic stuff later, but I, I um, think demon would be fun. Demon would be kind of fun. What if what if a, a, a witch or a wizard or somebody like unleashed this demon onto the world, and the demon needs a host Obviously, and is looking for the strongest Lois. host? No. Oh, I was thinking it would be Lois. Oh, see, I want I want a demon to possess Superman. But how do you get out of that? There's no one to help. Well, this will be... Ha- I had to bring in another character from okay. later in the years. We're going to meet Dr. Klein, who is a scientist at Star Labs. Okay. Who, when we start needing a lot of sci-fi stuff, he'll he's around to help, okay. you know? cool. So I think he'd have to play, like, the priest um, exorcism or exorcist part. Sure. You know, like, he yeah. has to come in with, like... It's got to be a little bit of magic, but also... Or a little bit of science, but also yeah. kind of deal with the magic side of things, sure. too. I think this could work. I think this could be fun. You've got... Because you've got to depower... You need, like, a kryptonite cross. You need to depower Superman at the same time fight the demon. I love it. Kryptonite cross. Done. 
Uh, what would you call What's it? What's it called? Um, the Exorcism of Kal-El? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, the Emerald Crucifix. <laughs> Maybe I just want that prop. Maybe that's the only reason it's... There you go. There's a couple. You, you can. You got them. I'd be into that. You crushed them. That sounds fun. I like them. Um, do you have anything else for this episode? I'm trying to think. The, uh, I, I have a genuine question about because we've seen Clark do this now a couple times, mm-hmm. where Clark and Lois are together. Lois is upset or uh, let down somehow. She's she's broken. She's taken a hit. Yeah. She goes home. Superman shows up. And brightens her day. Mm-hmm. And then we cut back to Clark Kent at home, and Lois shows up and's like, All right, we gotta go. And Clark's like, Wait, what? Like, what? No, we're done for today. We'll do this tomorrow. Yeah. She's like, No, we gotta go. We gotta go right, yeah. right now. Do you think he plans for that to happen? Does he want her to come and, and do that? And, like, you know, get on it right there? Or is he just trying to lift her spirits and then it's an unforeseen circumstance that he has to work tonight. I feel I feel like it's at the point where he should know that that would yeah. happen. Okay, that's a good answer. But he is not acting like that. <laughs> <laughs> Cuz yeah, those were always a little confusing to me. So like, yeah, like you said, he goes over there and then comes back and then <laughs> she knocks on the door and he wakes up like, what's happen?" A certain amount of it is him playing the like why are you suddenly happy? Thanks, he doesn't yeah, know that yeah. Superman visitor. You so know? it's like, how hard is how hard is he acting or not? Because we don't know. Because right. they don't tell us. We don't know there's where also, it stops. Yeah, there's also the moment when um, he he tells, as, as Superman, he tells Lois, and we don't see this, but it's implied, that she should bring Stuart back to the Kents after he saves them from the water. And they come up, show up super wet, and he once again acts all like, what are you doing here? What the fuck, Lois? And then the parents are also playing dumb, but being like, no, it's fine. Like, he can stay. It's all good. And he's like, no, no. And then I'm like, wait, how elaborate is this bit? Like, there's no way he wouldn't have told them that this was about to happen. (laughs) That's interesting. Because I thought thought that whatever he, I, I don't remember verbatim, whatever Superman and Lois talked about, she was like, okay, I've got a plan. He's mm-hmm. like, okay, great, I'm going to go. Like, I, don't, I didn't think he knew what that was. So that one felt very much like a, oh, shit, Superman really just fucked me over. Actually, yeah. You know, like yeah. this whole thing. Um, but if, if, if what you're saying is true, then that's even a deeper level of this lie. Yeah, you know? Because <laughs> then the next time she does it, I guess it's twice in this episode, once bringing Stuart over, and then once she figures out that Stuart probably faked his death or whatever is yeah. gone she comes over and once again like everybody was sleeping and you've got Clark and Jonathan and Martha there giving her the like what the hell you know like yeah. just like that yeah. sleepy stupor of why are you right. here talking to me right now oh yeah so they're arguably even if he thought that she was gonna come back yeah I don't he didn't he... wake up mom and dad yeah I don't to tell them that. that Superman just visited Lois or For whatever sure. you know like, for sure interesting <laughs> just something maybe we should keep an eye on because if she keeps doing it you're right it's like he should know by now yeah you know? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah he should understand that <laughs> he should get what's happening here absolutely um you know what we didn't do last week that mm. we should do now oh because I, I i'm pretty much done with with my notes do you have anything I, i'm good okay uh we didn't do is this a good episode for clark oh right so what do you think uh, for Clark, not really. It's it's kind of Lois. It's Lois heavy. He didn't do much. Yeah, yeah. I agree with that. Not He's a, just not kind a great of Clark. Episode. Reacting and trying to comfort mm-hmm. her, and then when that fails, Superman helps. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I will say, definitely a good Lois episode. Yeah, I thought yeah. so too. Yeah, again, you know, like yeah. it's it's her, but it's not her to the point where you hate her. Yeah, you know, like yeah, and a good Perry episode. Very good mm-hmm. Perry episode, and. You know, for the time, really good Superman stuff in this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I it's like him bad. stopping the Ferris wheel. As, as that was good. Corny looking as that looks. Yeah, the subway stop was cool too. Uh huh. Um, even though the face Dean makes as he's stopping the subway is pretty silly. Very constipated, but <laughs> but intent on not being constipated. Yeah, it's just like I'm gonna get it. Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> 
There's not many other ways to play that. <laughs> yeah, that's, you know, that's what else thing. Can you... Same thing I feel like with the with the X-ray vision or using the laser eyes. It's just like, what do you do? You just kind of look sternly at yeah. that real quick. You know? Yeah, like, yeah. That's that's just what it is. <laughs> um, but yeah, I thought I thought cool special effects. Was it a, what about a cat? Good episode. Great for episode for cat. Um, She's doing good. She's doing fine. Uh, Earth Two Jimmy, really good episode for him. Who? Actually, he doesn't really do much in this episode. Yeah, he was he? barely there. He's jealous of the like Mark Zuckerbergian CEO. Oh, that's that was right. A billionaire by the time he was. What did he say? Well, my mom said something about sixth grade. Oh uh, yeah, so like. Perry's like, this guy was a billionaire by the time he was 20 or 25 or however old Jimmy's supposed to be. Yeah. Jimmy's like, oh, well, you know, I had mumps in the sixth grade, so that, that set me back a little bit. Which is cute. Oh, you know what we should start doing with these one-off villains? Now mm. that I can tell you recurring villainy is a potential, uh-huh. would you want to see this villain back? Uh, nah. Yeah, me neither. Boring. Would you want to see Sound Guy back? Sure. Yeah? Okay. Yeah. You're not going to get either one. But I, didn't, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't think so. But Sound Guy at least is, like, distinct. Yeah, fair enough. And not just, like, me, businessman's back. <laughs> Which one? Um, should we, should we do our little editorial section? Is there anything outside of Metropolis you'd like to talk about today? Uh, um, still watching Mr. Robot. <laughs> yeah, I, I, <laughs> <laughs> now that we've done that this week, um, everybody should listen to a musical this week. I've been yeah. listening to a bunch of. Oh, nice! Yeah, what? I'm a big Sondheim fan, so oh, okay. I've listen to some favorites from there. Dude, I've been on a Holst kick. A Holst kick, yeah. really? Yeah. What brought that up? Uh, Star Wars. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, cool. Yeah, I've so been that... I've been working at the other warehouse like alone, and I'll just play Holst while I'm like moving <laughs> things around. It's pretty you know, epic. It makes you happy. I like it. Good. Yeah. Uh, well, cool. Go listen to music. Thank you guys for listening. How how are you feeling after this episode? Any different? Or? Uh, I mean, it's always like the episodes are always fun to tape. It's the watching of the show <laughs> that I struggle with. I get really bored. Um, so I don't know. I'm kind of still in the same spot. So that's fair. Let's try again. I, like I didn't expect anything to change. Yeah, I just, yeah. I want to keep this going. So yeah, I the listeners are involved. Sure. I, I, I do like the Sunday thing so far, so let's try again next week. And yeah, we'll see. If, I, if it's really excruciating, then I'll probably let you know, and then we'll start figuring out a new plan. We'll but, figure out our uh, epic finale. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll okay. see. I don't have a decision yet entirely. Okay. Yeah, trying to figure it out. Fair enough, man. Well, listeners, thank you for, uh, for stopping by, hanging out with us for another little bit of your time here, mm-hmm. and for downloading and putting up with us. Um, Thank you. Yeah. And for Lois and Clark, I'm Matt Truex. And I'm Ryan Albertson. Folk off, everybody. See you next time.